Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hi, this is Bonnie and you're listening to Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where we unpack all of the old, outdated, and useless things we've learned along the way about food, diets, weight loss, the scale, and all things that no longer serve us if we want to lose weight for a lifetime in a sustainable and fun and empowered way. So you're in the right place. I'm talking today about feeling stuck, specifically three reasons you could be feeling stuck and what to do about it. Obviously kind of a big topic being stuck. And I do specifically use the word feeling stuck. I think stuck is a feeling. If you've ever been stuck, you might have these thoughts floating around in your head. I'm stuck. I can't get unstuck. I feel so stuck. I'm spinning in place. I can't make any headway or this old chestnut. I just can't get out of my own way. And I want to offer you good news. This is kind of normal. This is what human brains do because our brain perceives being unstuck could be dangerous. Being stuck right where I am is a known entity. There's nothing risky happening because I'm here right now. So with that, let me do state this. If you didn't already figure this out, our brain, number one is just functioning, does all the things the brains do to keep us alive. And weight loss is not a first priority. That's not what your brain is thinking about uh, in terms of keeping you alive. That's why if you really think about it, why our brains are so driven towards reward, so driven towards food, things that taste good and that are easy to overconsume. Obviously, the more I eat and the more excess calories I store, the more likely it will be that I do not die from starvation. Uh, number two, aside from number one, seeking reward, our brains are very much in tune with avoiding danger. Anything that seems dangerous and that could also mean doing something different. Unsticking ourselves is doing something different. So avoiding danger. A long time ago, that could be from, I don't know, a saber-toothed tiger running down the street. Nowadays, danger feels like, I don't know, re, you know, listening to the news or scrolling social media or, um, you know, opening a bill. So primitive brain still does all of the same functions today that it did hundreds or thousands of years ago. And then lastly, our brains are designed to be very efficient, uh, almost lazy. That way we don't have to spend a lot of time figuring stuff out. How do I slam on the brakes when a squirrel crosses in front of my car? How do I brush my teeth? All of these things are automated. And the more automations your brain can make, the better, right? That just efficiency or kind of laziness if you look at it the other way. So being stuck or feeling stuck is really more a matter of, obviously, 
stories we tell ourselves. So number one, when I think about being stuck, it really is about a story we've created about ourselves. Our brains are amazing little computers, little supercomputers um, that catalog everything that we see, everything that we experience. It's pulling in information and using a filter of our past experiences to create the stories. And once we have a story about ourselves, the brain, uh, specifically, I think this would be the reticulating, reticular activating system, which starts to then look for similar things to bolster the story. So if I have a story that I am big boned or that everybody in my family is overweight or that I'm a foodie and therefore I can't lose weight, um, right? These stories that we start to tell about ourselves, our brain seeks out more evidence and more evidence to bolster this up. And it's interesting in one way, the story serves us because if I'm big boned, which I don't even know who came up with big boned, but we'll use it for the example because you might've thought this about yourself. If I'm big boned and I keep finding evidence of being big boned, then I don't have to feel bad about not being at a weight or being in the body that I want because you know what? I'm just big boned. Look at all of the evidence that says so. It is interesting in that way. Reticular activating system. This is kind of, I don't know if this, this works for you, um, recently I went car shopping and I don't know if you've had a similar thing where you were thinking about you're going to buy a new vehicle or you're looking for a new pair of sneakers or something like that where you then all of a sudden start to notice everybody has that, you know, white Dodge Ram pickup truck. Everybody has those black Puma sneakers, right? You start to notice the thing that you're seeking, the thing that you're, that is most on your brain, your brain starts identifying it. So stories are sort of interesting when it comes to us feeling stuck. In many ways, it's sort of fascinating that it is our brains that are creating the story that are keeping us stuck. But we act like being stuck is happening to us, that we're almost like stuck in cement or we're, we're drowning in quicksand, right? And that can feel, right? It has a lot of feelings. We feel very overwhelmed. We feel very anxious. We feel very out of control. And yet we are in total control. Our brain just doesn't want us to know that. Again, being stuck feels safe because we already know all of these things. This is all very familiar to us. If I get unstuck and I do something different or think something different, I'm going to have to like catch up here. I'm going to have to learn new things. There might be other dangers. So it is kind of a real um, catch 22 when you think about feeling stuck and then the stories we create about ourselves, literally all the stories about who we are, who we're not, what we're capable of, what we're not capable of, um, our brain is going to defend this story. And I want to give an example of like the idea of being big boned or everybody in my family is overweight or I've always been overweight. I'll always be overweight. Any kind of like theme around that. Number one, if you had a kid and maybe this has happened to you. They're, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. They want to go and try out for the baseball team, let's say. And um, they tell you, you know, I probably 
shouldn't go try out. I probably won't make the team. This probably won't work because I'm just not athletic. There's none of us are athletic. Would you say you're right? Go put the baseball bat down and go sit in front of the TV. Or would you intervene into that story and try to figure out, hey, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Could it be possible that you are athletic or could it be possible that you could learn how to play baseball? However, we for ourselves, we just accept these stories at face value that they are true and we keep reinforcing that they are true. And I'm going to give you an example of this in my own personal life. And I have a lot of actually weight loss stories, but I'm going to give you one. My story is about my terrible ADHD (laughs) and how the terrible ADHD keeps me from uh, achieving my goals and performing at an optimal level. It's the reason why I'm not organized. It's the reason why uh, things don't get done. And if they do get done, it's very last minute. I forget call times. I forget to pay bills. And every time that I miss an important deadline, right? It just helps reinforce the story about the terrible ADHD. And there is an interesting twist to this where if I have terrible ADHD, now I don't have to feel bad. I I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to feel ashamed because look, everyone, I have ADHD. Can I say it louder for you? I have terrible ADHD. I'm going to put it on a billboard. I'm going to hire a plane to carry the message across the sky. But here's the funny thing. I still feel guilty and I still feel ashamed and I feel bad still. So the story is designed to make me feel better, but it doesn't. And therefore, you can let the story go. That's the message here. The story does not serve you. It could feel scary and a little emotional to let it go. When you peel back the story, just like taking off a Band-Aid, there's going to be some boo-hoos and tears and hairs pulled off your leg or or wherever. (laughs) Maybe not hairs pulled off your leg, but you know what I'm saying. It is difficult to peel something back and reveal, oh, that's not exactly true. That's not what I thought. And as you do that, you could also have to feel feelings. Stories are your brain's way of trying to protect you from feelings, yet we don't get to escape the feelings. Do you follow that? Crazy, right? Um, So for those of you who do know me, you're kind of giggling perhaps like, well, Bonnie does have terrible ADHD. Well, we could just agree that I have ADHD and it's not terrible. That's like me throwing a judgment on it. And that's what happens with weight loss. That's what happens when we talk about our bodies. That's what happens when we talk about the scale. That's what happens when we talk about going after our goals. So I'm going to take you a little bit deeper on this path here. When we talk about being stuck, feeling stuck, that stuckness, right? We have this whole thing with the stories. And then I'm going to take you into that next step. Why it's hard, right? We just can't flip a switch and say, ooh, that story sucks. I'm going to come up with a new story. I'm just going to flip the switch and everything's fine. Here's what happens. Thoughts over time become beliefs. And the more I believe something over and over and over, my brain, because it's lazy, well, it's ambitiously lazy, it wants to create these shortcuts. There are neural pathways that are created in our brains that take us from point A to point B very quickly. In fact, they become like grooves in our brain. So number two, beliefs get built. 
and not just built on, they're not just figments of our imagination. They are literally built into our brain. Okay. So if you're feeling stuck, right, we have, we're going to have to like work at this a little bit. It's not going to be overnight and that is okay. You can tell yourself, like you can reassure yourself, this is what happens. If I have had these thoughts for a long time, they become beliefs. And over time, these beliefs really do become part of my physiology. It's going to take a little bit of time to undo that, to change that, to reroute it. And that is okay. And then number three, this idea of comfort versus discomfort. And I really think this is where a lot of weight loss kind of, uh, kind of falls into. Our brains perceive change as dangerous and comfort as king. Comfort over discomfort. And making changes feels very uncomfortable. Our primal brain is going to guard these stories because believing something else, believing something new creates far more discomfort than not believing the bullshit that keeps you stuck. And that's really where it's at. It's overcoming this idea or the feeling of discomfort. And I really do think a lot of what happens with weight loss and why we sometimes eat when we're not hungry is to avoid feelings and feeling uncomfortable, feeling, and, and usually feeling uncomfortable or feeling discomfort is not long lasting. It's not like you're uncomfortable and uh, afraid for hours at a time. There is a level of discomfort when we choose to think something else, when we try out something new, when we catch ourselves thinking something derogatory about ourselves, it's very comfortable to do that. And it feels very uncomfortable to not do that. And so if you're feeling stuck, know that there are, I would say, thousands of years of actual biology behind how your brain is synthesizing information and then spitting it back out to you as the truth. And being stuck is okay. Sometimes you just have to take a deep breath, put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what do I need? What am I feeling? What is true for me right now? And be okay with whatever comes up. When we're feeling stuck, usually there's more underneath, right? The story is what's covering it. And we often have a story about being stuck. Stuck in itself is a story. And I want to challenge you because part of obviously taking in a podcast is figuring out, is there any useful information for me? Is there something that I can take action on? Is there something I can implement? Is to Take a look and see where there are stories in your life that are not serving you. Stories about who you are or who you are not. Stories about your body, your weight, your goals, your life. Stories about being stuck. Stuck is a safe place. 
stuck is like being, you know, forever. Um, what do they say that you're just kind of like forever in the dugout and you're never really getting up to the plate and being in the dugouts close and you can see the action and you can see other people hitting the ball and you can see them running the bases, but you're just there sitting there in the dugout. You never get called up. Um, and so I guess what I'm saying I guess a lot of baseball themes today. I'm not sure why. I haven't played. I haven't played softball in 30 years, 40 years. I'm. I'm asking you to pick up the bat, see what happens, and if you strike out, it's totally okay. You're, it's part of the story, um, and your brain is going to want to keep you stuck, and you don't have to stay there. And I think that's a great message, right? Let me know what you think about it. Let me know um, if I can help you. I am mostly on Facebook. You can find me, Bonnie.Lafrac. I'm a little bit on Instagram, Bonnie Lafrac. I am on the World Wide Web, BonnieLafrac.com. You can email me, Bonnie at BonnieLafrac.com. Um, if you're not already part of my free group on Facebook, I have a fun group. It's called food, fitness, and fat loss for real life. And I talk all about all the things. I really do address the 5F framework I use inside my coaching program, which as you can imagine, some of the Fs, food, fitness, uh, feelings, fucking hormones, <laughs> and your future self. And I really do believe for women who are listening to this, you're probably 35 or over. So you know, most of uh, my clients are a lot like me or in your 40s and 50s, and we're just getting started. So thanks for being here. And I love connect connecting with you. I will connect with you again next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.